hello 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 life chasers welcome to life goes on podcast it's your girl jitsine aka judy aka jude and it's brandy y'all wow um this wow i guess we should just yeah what are we talking about today yeah um we're talking about spirituality versus religion um our journeys with that our walks with christ walks with christ our church um and that beautiful stuff but um before we get into that um we have some news (laughs) (laughs) so um what's our news (laughs) so y'all this is our last episode of season one episode 10 with god life goes on Mm -hmm. we wanted to end on this note i think When we first started the podcast, one of the first things we did is we prayed about it. Mm -hmm. And without God, I don't think that this experience would have even been possible. Yep. Um, And we we asked God to use us as instruments Mm -hmm. um, throughout this entire podcast journey. We thank y'all for riding with us Mm -hmm. for season one. And, you know, it made sense to end on that note. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, we definitely have learned a lot throughout this most definitely <laughs> throughout this process <laughs> and I think um, one big thing is that we we thank God for the support that we've received definitely the um the attention that we've gotten and honestly it's literally not for excuse me for our benefit mm-hmm. it's because this was placed on our hearts and we're just really making sure that with every step we go with this podcast that it's to glorify his name um and we'll definitely talk more about that since this <laughs> this episode <laughs> is about spirituality and religion all about god exactly um another side note if you have been listening to our podcast if you've listened to one two three all ten kudos to you <laughs> um but if you've been listening to our podcast you know um that our intro and outro music is dope 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 and um i personally wanted to give a big 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 shout out to the person who has created our intro and outro music who is my dear brother yudson felix i should say his name the real way my mom would say it yudson felix um we love you we appreciate you yes i'm gonna tag his um instagram in the story for y'all um he's an upcoming producer um trying to make his name out there you know he he just started the wave, so give him, show him some love, show him some love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, so mm-hmm. let's get right into it. Yup. Let's get right into it, June. Mm. Ooh. So I think before we get into anything else, y'all know I'm all about the logistics. So when we're talking about spirituality versus religion, mm-hmm. what are we talking about? Because I want to make sure our listeners are on the same page as yeah. us. Yeah, so to start with, um, I guess we should start with, religion first since that's something that we definitely i wouldn't say an expertise in but we definitely know um and experience a little bit more um so religion is you know at the basis of its core is a doctrine that was created is created um and you'll hear a lot of people say that religion is man-made um and technically on technical terms it is um the main religions that we have in this world in our society are all stemmed from you know 
have kind of varied in different ways, but um, start with a core message. I think that each religion that you hear of, and I'm saying religion, and I'm mainly talking about the main religions that we know of. Um, there was someone who received a message, quote unquote, turned that message into writing and so on and so forth. Um, so religion is, you know, a following of a doctrine. Um, sometimes it's about, you know, sometimes it's prophets, sometimes it's evangelists, all that stuff. But it's, it is basically like one's quote unquote rules on how to be X, Y, and Z. Mm. Mm-hmm. And what about spirituality? Um, spirituality is, and like, if I'm saying this wrong or if I'm answering it wrong, please correct me. Feel free to correct me. Um, this is only from, you know, my, my experience and the experience of others, um, that I'm saying this spirituality for me, I think it's the, you know, connection with yourself and the, energy but also the how do I say this I'm moving my hands that's why like it doesn't sound like I'm saying anything but I'm moving my hands okay I know what you mean like <laughs> the not the aura but yes the yes yeah so people don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about but it's basically being connected with the energy around Connection. you the energy exactly. um that's within you and knowing that it's connected to something greater than you um you know, those who are, who coin themselves as spiritual, um, they do connect with, it's out of the realm of religion. Let me say that. Spirituality is out of the realm of religion. You don't have to be religious to be spiritual. You don't have to be spiritual to be religious. It They can kind of separate each other. They do separate each other. But they can also other. overlap, too. Yeah, they can do. They, they can, sorry. Um, so that's our, that's our understanding of it once again if you would disagree please feel free to comment under um this picture and let us know how you interpret what spirituality is and what religion is mm-hmm. okay next we're just gonna get into a little bit of our background and our own personal walks with christ mm-hmm. um for me i i've grown up i mentioned this before i've grown up in the church that's all i've ever really known um my parents were really involved in the church they actually met in the church um and then they got married it's like cute little love story (laughs) but um my family and I we grew up in the church so as a pastor's daughter um you know there was there was a lot of pressure on me and um you know I felt like I needed to be perfect um even though I made mistakes Mm. and then people would just volunteer me for things within the church mm-hmm. and it, it was just a whole long thing. Um, I remember when I was younger, I was really invested in the church, but I think I was really invested because that's all I knew. Mm. And then there came a point in time where my walk with Christ was very, was very, very shaky. Mm-hmm. So I think that's when I was like going into like high school mm-hmm. kind of a thing. So like you have like your adolescence kind of emerging and that's when I started learning about other people and the way they thought and how they interpreted religion, how they interpreted their faith. Um, I'm, I grew up in the Baptist Christian denomination. Mm-hmm. Um, so very like traditional, um, for the most part, I go, I've always gone to churches that were in both English and Haitian Creole. Mm. So 
it's just like one big family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think, and personally, I love it that way because I feel like Creole songs hit different anyway. <laughs> they do. Like I That's can't. Facts. I've been to like non-denominational <laughs> non-denominational churches, and you know, you know, I can get a little hill song <laughs> on, but. No, there's something about the <laughs> Haitian jams, like Si Je Dis Vivant. Like, there's nothing. Si Je Dis Vivant. Just really like nothing like it for me. Mm-hmm. And um. And then over time, I think I started growing closer to God. And then it's kind of like a roller coaster. Like sometimes I'm, I feel really connected to God. I feel mm-hmm. really deep in my faith. And then other times I feel so disconnected. Yeah. And I think as a preacher's daughter, people don't expect that from me. Mm. People expect me to always be on top of it. I'm supposed to be the example for all mm. of the other youth in the church. Do you feel like that's a pressure that's added to you and your connection with God? Yes. And it's taken me years. It wasn't until recently where I was able to say, yeah, no, it's okay for me to to know that I'm that I'm not perfect and that's mm. okay. Um, but for the longest time, I felt like I had to, I, I don't want to say fake it, but like I just always had to act like everything, everything was, was A-OK, A-OK mm-hmm. when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Like how as a preacher's daughter, if I if I'm personally struggling with something, how am I supposed to go up and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Mm. Ooh, mm. ooh, that's a subject. But mm-hmm. you know, and then that you know that judgment I think is why a lot of youth have left the church. Mm-hmm. But we'll get into that later, June. <laughs> what what's your walk with Christ like? Um, my walk with Christ is honestly, I want I don't want to say your typical walk, but like honestly very similar to our generation's walk with whatever higher being we believe in honestly um and i think you started talking about it was that so i also i'll get into the first part of it i I also grew up in the church um as y'all know from the other episodes that we were on um grew up in the church um as you said the church was all i knew um and so with the church being all that I knew, um, I was, I created a community within my church and like felt strong connections with that community. And so I think when I started understanding that my quote unquote walk with God was like literally my walk with God, not like my parents walking with me while I'm trying to learn about God. Um, that's when like, things started to get shaky for me and Hmm. ultimately like that now looking into it it's like oh it had to be shaky in order for me to come out and be who I am today you know what you know what I'm saying so yeah so my walk started to be shaky because I personally um was dealing with and like in a way I'm still dealing with the the um I don't want to say misogynistic views of the church but the patriarchal view of the church and itself, the fact that it is man-made religion, most religion, most main religions are man-made. And I'm saying like man, not in human. I'm saying man as in male made. And for me, I had struggle with trying to understand my role as a Christian woman, Christian female in the church. Um, 
so my church personally, I grew up body of Christ. I'm Christian body of Christ. That's what we call our denomination. And it's not fairly known um, throughout like America, honestly. Um, like, you know, you have your Protestant, your Baptist, your um, seven days of Vantis, um, And then we are called body of Christ. So it's not fairly known. Um, and I do like that aspect of it because I feel like people are always confused and like, are you Christian? Like, are you like a non-denominational Christian? Mm. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. If you want, <laughs> if you want to call me that, go ahead. Um, so yeah, started to try to figure out um, my role as a woman in the church, a female in the church, I have to say, um, because I never really saw women preachers until I started to explore on my own. And so that exploration of seeing what other churches were out there, that's when my parents and I started to butt head a lot because I started to ask a lot of questions um, regarding, you know, my faith, regarding what we are taught in my church, regarding, you know, um, my role as a young woman growing up in the church. And I was never satisfied. That's what it is. I was never satisfied with the answers that I was being given. Um, and so, you know, I was trying to figure out, okay, like, is this the place for me? Because, you know, I'm not really getting what I want. I'm not really getting the answers. And I thought church was to find the answers, but I'm not receiving mm -hmm. them from my elders. So I'm going to continue looking outside. So I started attending, um, not attending necessarily, but I started visiting other churches. And um, for me, that was the start of exploring what is else is out there, but trying to make sure and certify if, you know, what I believe in aligns with my church, if that makes sense. Um, and so I started to do that. Um, in a way, I feel like there are points where I'm still doing that because, you know, your whole life is a journey with Christ. It's not... You're not going to wake up one day and be like, I got it all together. I got the answer figured out. But it's a journey, so I'm definitely still on that journey. I'm definitely still trying to figure it out. But what made this journey even harder for me to this day is that with growing up in the church, um, and Brandon, you started talking about it, with growing up in the church, you grow up with a family. And when you start to see those in your family leaving mm. the church and when you start to but like you you know why they left. Yeah. You have contemplating leaving yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like personally I've always honestly like full disclosure, personally I've I've always asked myself, so why am I staying? You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So so that's been hard. <sighs> mhm. Mm yeah. I think because there was a point in time where I also began visiting other churches mm -hmm. and I was like there's something that I like about these other churches mm. that I don't find in my own church. But yet something always ends up bringing me mm -hmm. back. That's what it is. Um, Cause my church family, they're literally my family. Mm -hmm. Like it's a community that I can't, I can't replace. Um, and it's very, it's very tricky, but I wanted to go back to something that you mentioned about your walk with Christ and how you mentioned that, there was a point in time where that was kind of relying on your parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I think similarly for me, too, um, there was a point in time where I was like, 
oh, my parents got me. Like, they, they prayed for, pray me. for me. Yeah. They prayed for me. I'm good. <laughs> I'm solid. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I began to learn that salvation really is personal. It really is. It really it is really personal. Is. And in learning that, I've began, begun to, like, really take my relationship with Christ seriously. Um, through my devotion routine, through mm-hmm. my praise and worship, through the power of prayer. I think it's really important to set aside that your relationship with God is your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Your parents' relationship with God is completely different from your own. Mm. You know when I realized that um, is when I want to say like the start of the start of high school, but like also I think it reiterated when I started going to college um, because my parents got to the point where. Um, I mean, not necessarily got to the point, but like they always tell me like, yeah, we're always going to pray for you. We're always going to pray for you no matter what, because you are my child. Mm-hmm. You know, that's my duty as your parent to pray for you. And you, my mom always says that, um, you know, God's children are gifts. And like we as parents are granted the opportunity to, you know, basically keep his, keep his children in safekeeping for him, you know, until he's ready to like, you know, develop them into adults and everything. And so, um, but then there came a point where she would also tell me that salvation is personal, but then she would always tell me every time, like I was going through something and I, I never, so personally, I never had the words to explain what I'm going through. Um, but like I could start, I started understanding that like I was going through something when like I couldn't fully worship when I was going to church. Mm. that's when it started for me when I fully couldn't you know because I'm I mean my mom coins herself on being a true worshiper and um I personally do think that that's a gift that um certain people have and certain people I'm not saying that true worship is not something that you can do but I think there's a certain connection that certain people have that can they can just bring third heaven down I'm telling you and it's beautiful and my mom has always told me, she's like, well, you have the start of that gift, but you just need to basically let God use you. So every time I was going through something or like I just couldn't speak or I just couldn't find the words and I was always disconnected in church, um, my mom would constantly tell me, why don't you try your God? And like that was a phrase that to this day she uses, try your God. And I've always been like, okay, like, you know, obviously I'm praying. Obviously, you know, I have faith that, you know, my mountain is going to move because my faith is a mustard seed. Mm -hmm. My faith was not a mustard seed. (laughs) It was never a mustard seed. And when she told me that, I started to understand that the reason why she was telling me to try my God is because I had to understand that I have to develop a relationship with mm. the God that I serve, not the God that my parents serve. Mm-hmm. And so once I was able to do that, because the experiences that we go through, especially in college, the experiences that we go through, our parents are not there. You know, our parents are not there with us behind closed doors, so they don't know what's happening. They don't know, you know, who you are on campus at the end of the day. They don't know that. So we can't always bank on them to store the prayer in our vault for us because that's not their job. They don't know your um, challenges. Exactly. Your exactly. Like they can pray for protection for us, but we as, you know, developing Christians or, you know, we as w- those who believe in a higher power, we need to be able to, 
put our prayers in the bank. Honestly, that's what it is. We need to be able to put our prayers in the bank. And so I started to really understand. I had multiple experiences where it shook me to the core, to the point where I was like, wow, like I, I actually need to understand and start seeing God through my eyes instead of my parents' eyes. Mm-hmm. So that was hard to do, but once you, I feel like, as you said, like once you start, you, c- you can't go back. Like you can't be like, mm, I'll be fine. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. And I think that is something that I'm so grateful for because whenever I'm going through a challenge, mm. like it's instinctual mm-hmm. for me to pray. Yeah. Like I'd be praying everywhere. Yo, I'd be on the train praying. I'd be <laughs> in class praying. Yo. <laughs> Brandy, what you be praying about in class? <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, Lord, I'm tired. Get me through this day, please. <laughs> God, just please let, let the teacher let us out five minutes early. God, intervene in this moment. <laughs> Yo, seriously. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's just, it's something that is really a form of coping for us. Mm-hmm. That's how we get through what we get through. Is there some things that I'm like, oh, there's no way that I mm-hmm. should be mentally okay right now yeah but the grace <laughs> of god and people you know they'll often ask me brandy why are you so happy all the time like why are you so like do you do you ever like get upset or like mm. and th- for a long time whenever people would ask me that because it was for years at a time um i didn't really know the answer and then i'm like wait well it's the grace of god girl mm. like there's nothing that i'm doing to to make me sane honestly at the yeah. end of the day and that's something that I always pray for I always pray that um people see see God through me mm. like when they they ask me what it is or what I've done it's nothing that I've done it's just God yeah that's so, true that's true and that's I think that's that's an that's an interesting way for us to kind of have people kind of get to know God and gravitate towards mm-hmm. him because you know it doesn't just work like it used to where you could just take people to church it's not like that Facts. um <laughs> yeah so we yeah like people have definitely like come up to my sisters and I and said like similar things of like I would I see the way you guys like the way you guys are and how positive you are mm-hmm. and I want to get to know that and that's I think that's the beauty of it and like one of the biggest purposes of being if you are if you coin yourself or call yourself a Christ follower to be able to really be like Christ in the sense where if somebody walks up to you they don't have to necessarily ask you hey like are you Christian or like are you this denomination are you that but it's like through the love that you give them through the caring that you show them Mm -hmm. through the you know energy that you bring with you and Christ like you know all those the as some of us call it or some of us are learned the virtues of a Christian mm-hmm. you know the faith the um faith like Abraham and so on and so forth if you're able to do that without having to um sit on top of something or stand on top of something and preach to thousands of people I feel like that's where it is and mm-hmm. I I personally have always had an, an a hard time saying that like oh I'm a Christian because 
I never wanted people to, especially coming to college, I never wanted people to feel as though I'm judging them. That was my biggest thing. Like, my hardest thing was if I said, oh, I'm a Christian, or, like, I go to church and I follow Christ, they would automatically be like, okay, like, if I do something wrong, she's going to judge me, she's going to say, like, I'm sinning and everything. And, like, my biggest thing was, like, I, from the jump, every time I would meet somebody, I wouldn't necessarily say, hey, I'm a Christian, but I would make sure that, okay, my actions and how I'm showing affection to you or I'm being friendly to you or, like, I'm being there for you, that shows you that, okay, there's something different about her. Mm. And I'm hoping that, that what they catch on is that, okay, like, she's, she feels like a Christian, you know? Um, I remember being, I think it was, like, my second sophomore year of college. Um, I was as I said in the previous <laughs> episodes, I had a big group of friends, um, of girlfriends. And I always told them, I was like, you can always come talk to me about anything. You can always open up to me about anything. I'm never going to judge you because that's not my place. And I always make sure that every time they would come sit and talk to me, I would always say that. And I remember one of my friends saying, like, why do you always say that to me? Like, I know that now. I'm like, no, I need you to make sure that if you come to me with something, it's not that you're coming to me for, like, uh, a bible verse or like a preaching session or you know for me to lay hands on you it's no you're coming to me to talk and through my love and care for you I'm gonna I'm gonna love you back by supporting you no matter what and I remember there was this like oh my gosh there was this one night where I think we were all just talking and sharing our um sharing some of the struggles that we've been going through in like freshman and sophomore year and I was sharing with them, like, you know, this is what I've been going through. And, like, I think they were shocked that, I like, oh, like, you go through this too? I'm like, yeah, well, I'm a human before anything. Mm. Um, and, like, through me talking, through us talking, through us bonding, I should say, they were the ones who were like, hey, we would love to come to church with you one time. And, like, for me, that was a big thing. And, like, so now, like, when I meet people, I don't necessarily, like, f- off the bat be like, you should definitely come to my church because my church is the best. Come with me, you know? But, like, <laughs> through who I am, through what I talk about, you know, through me getting to know you, like, I feel like eventually you'll be like, hey, like, I, I'll visit your church. You know what I'm saying? Instead of me pushing the Bible down your throat. Because mm-hmm. I personally don't believe in that at all. So since I said it's hard, what Brandy? What has been the hardest thing in these past few years as a Christian that you've gone through or dealt with, and what have you learned? I don't want to get emotional on this thing. <laughs> I don't want to get emotional. <sighs> okay. Um. I think. I'm gonna cry, yo. <laughs> it's okay. <sighs> I think. Sometimes I, we we have like a routine, right? So we go through like our day-to-day, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes I don't really think about how much God has blessed me or how much God, God has got me and my family mm-hmm. because like you see things that happen in the news you see things that happen like day to day right Mm -hmm. and like i i literally there's no reason that 
my, me and my family or I am different than anyone else. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like there are certain circumstances and trials that we have been through. I'm not going to get into it. But like there's literally no other reason that we could have overcome them other than God. Mm -hmm. Like literally there are some days where I think about it. And I'm like, I'm trying to do the math. I'm like, it's, <laughs> it's not. Mm -hmm. it's not it's literally not adding up and i take that pretty seriously now um now that i'm older and now that i'm able to see myself in relation to like the system of my family and like what's going on in the world today because mm. it's crazy like it's literally it really crazy is. and it's scary and I don't know. There's just a sense. There's just a sense of comfort and always knowing that God is there. And I think another part of my personal journey with God is mm -hmm. like there was a point in time where I I didn't really fully like love myself. And like you said before, that's kind of like a slap in the face to God, right? Like yeah. He made you in His image, in the face to God, right? Like yeah. He made you in his image. He mm -hmm. made you beautiful. So I think a part of my journey has been like to the point where I really do like, even though I have my bad days, like just like the next person, like at the end of the day, I love myself. Because mm. I know who I am. <laughs> Who's you belong to. Amen. Who's you are. Yeah, I'm not going to get into it because <laughs> I'm going to get too emotional. No fact. Thank you for sharing that. I think... It's um, an honest answer and an honest, um, as honest as you can be on this podcast. Um, we did mention on the first episode that we're going to be vulnerable. Um, but these experiences and these situations that we're going through and that we're sharing with you all, majority of them we're still going through. Um, and we're young, so we're trying to figure it out as we go. <laughs> but I just want to mention, even if you don't, identify as Christian or you don't necessarily identify with a or follow a church um, this episode shouldn't hinder you from you know listening or tuning in um, I feel like if you listen closely there's something that everybody who's listening can really take from this episode because um, even in just in Brandy's experience alone, she talked about self-worth. She talked about um, being, in a way, being grateful of, you know, the blissfulness that we often have as human beings. Um, the reality of what's going on around us versus our reality and how that plays into what we do every day and how, what kind of gratitude do we need to give up in order to continue moving forward, so... Even if you don't necessarily follow a religion, um, you can definitely learn, not necessarily learn, but like definitely vibe with our experiences. <laughs> Just had to throw that out there. Thanks. I appreciate mm -hmm. it. Yeah. What about you? Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, I hope you weren't going to remember to ask me that. That's why I started talking. Right, yeah, you better testify. Yeah, I tried. So that's my issue. That's my big issue, actually. Um. I want to say my big issue, but my biggest challenge as a Christian is being able to 
being ooh, I understand what you're talking about when you say you don't get emotional. Who? Okay. So being able to Dude, don't cry, you're gonna make me I'm, cry. I'm trying so hard not to. Um stop it. <laughs> so definitely as I mentioned, growing up in the church, um and having my own experiences with Christ and you know, oftentimes as they say, like you know, you're looking God in his face to kind of figure out what to do. Um, throughout it all, I realized that I haven't had the courage or the ability to share what I've been through with Christ, share my experiences and basically testify at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, as I said, like one of my things for me personally is, you know, I testify through songs. Like I testify through music um because although it seems like i'm very talkative um when it comes to things like that and like what i've been through it's really hard for me to find the correct words so like i I feel like i I can always find a song to kind of basically say what i'm trying to say but with that i've gotten to the point where i feel like i'm literally battling with god in the sense of trying to do and be who he has called me to be. Um, that's something that I think ever since I was little, um, and I always had a issue with it because I was scared. Um, people would always, for those who go to church, you will hear often people say, like, I pronounced this on you, or like, I prophesied this over you, or like, your life is gonna be like this, you're gonna be this. And oftentimes, you know, from what I've experienced, those things come true. And so me, I have experienced that a handful of times. And what I've realized is that every time I get a sign that I'm moving in the direction where God wants me to move in and I'm going or becoming the person that he has made me or called me to be, I get scared and I turn around. Mm. Honestly, I get scared and I turn around because I feel as though there are certain things and certain ways that I've acted that honestly at the end of the day do not, um, I don't merit the type of love and calling that God has for me. Um, and what I've realized is that, honest, I think from hearing my mom's, what my mom always tells me is that, you know, quote, unquote, trying your God and all that stuff is literally to for me to get to a point where I can be honest about my experience with myself in order to be honest with others. Mm. And so I just, I just have had slash have a really hard time being able to answer the call on my life. Mm. And it's really scary. Um, yes. And I feel like it's, and like a weird thing that I, like I've always seen is that like, you know, when I open the Bible and I'm like, okay, like I'm going to read today. Like, and it's always some of the same same um, verses I fall onto, some of the same stories I fall onto, and I'm always questioning, okay, like, yeah, this is, quote, unquote, my calling. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. 
But then again, I don't want to go to church and be a hypocrite. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to stand in front of people and be like, this is what I've done. This is how God's called me. This is what, you know, you should be doing. It's knowing it's supposed to be. Exactly. Knowing, knowing well that. You still have a long exactly. way. Exactly. Like, I just, I cannot get myself to that point. Cannot get myself to that point. And I feel like there is, um, from, because, like, me and my mom are very connected, not only, like, are we mom and daughter, but like spiritually, me and mom are very connected. And um, there's this thing in the Bible called, not necessarily in the Bible itself, but like um, the term a generational battle. And so when David was able to beat and stone um, Goliath, um, if you pay attention, although it doesn't go into it too, too deeply, um, David's nephew ended up slaying the firstborn, I believe it's the firstborn of Goliath. So I always find myself looking at that, and basically what it said was that David's story influenced not only his generation, but influenced close, if you look at it closer, it influenced his own nephew to be, to have his nephew be the quote-unquote Goliath of his nephew's generation. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So for me, I feel like I've reached the point where I'm literally battling because I have to be my generation's version of Goliath. And mm -hmm. I'm truly spiritually, mentally, physically not ready for that. Yeah, but I think it's that thing of Literally, we're like Plato. Mm -hmm. We need to let let go. I feel like a lot oftentimes we're holding on, like we're holding on to that sense of control. But sometimes it's like mm -hmm. we really have to let go and let God be able to mold us and shape us into what He knows. Yeah, we're destined to be exactly. And that's uh, and we th we think we know, y'all. We yeah. think we know it no, all. We don't. we don't. And God's over here, like, yo, you stressing out, and yo, I really no got reason. you. <laughs> like, if you only chills for like two seconds, like, fall back, literally, yo, fall back, <laughs> fall all the way back, please, because I got work to do. It's like I got you. No, relax, relax. No, that's true. That's true. That's so true. Yeah. That, that's deep. Let's get mm. into something a little bit lighter. <laughs> Let's get into something a little bit lighter. I want to hear about your, your like devotional routine. Like, what does that look like uh, for you? Okay. Um, I don't really like necessarily do a quote unquote devotional routine. Um, because, um, I've been slacking. <laughs> but um, what I personally do is, um. I have what is this called? Uh, a prayer notebook. Um, Ooh. Yeah. So like my mom gave me this notebook that literally like maps out like a Bible study basically. So like it has your Bible study, it has your prayer that goes with your Bible study that you went over, and then it goes into like reflections. And then, um, like, things that you want to be grateful for and, like, remi reminding you what to be grateful for um, and stuff. So it's it's helped me um, very often. 
you know, when I remember to use it. But I think coming down to, like, routine, something that I do a lot and, like, I would consider my routine definitely is um, – so I write songs, like, worship songs, but I don't release them. They'll ask me to release my worship songs. I'm not ready yet. Um, but I do think it's my way of prayer when I write a song. It's my way of, you know, worship in the morning. Um, if I'm going through something or, like, something's about to come up, you know, that I, you know, need to be prepared for, you know, I'll create a song, I'll create a worship song that, like, will literally get me through it. So, like, that's my routine. It's not a routine, mm-hmm. really, but, like, it's it's what I'm doing right now, and I just need to do better. Okay. No, but, I mean, it looks different for everybody. Yeah. Devotion looks different for everybody. For me, my devotion looks different every single day. Um, but I try to do my devotions in the morning. Um, my days are usually, like, really hectic, so... By I'm not a night person, so I be I be tired. I be ready to tap out. So when I do my devotions in the morning, I feel like I'm really able to absorb mm-hmm. everything. So what I usually do is I usually wake up with um, prayer, um, and then I have a daily devotional book. It usually has like a verse. Um, it has another prayer at the end, and then it has that devotion. So I usually spend some time reflecting on that. Um, I can like leave the link to it, um, on our Instagram, but I usually go through that. And then depending on the day, um, I like to watch sermons. So usually on Monday mornings, I'll watch, um, Transformation Church, their sermons, um, cause they like release on Sunday. So usually Monday mornings I'll watch them and then I'll just kind of like either take notes or just spend some time reflecting on it. Um, but then, like sometimes, um, out of the le- out of the week when I'm home, um, Fridays are my family's like family prayer days. It's really difficult because a lot of us are still in school, so we're not really home. Um, but usually on Fridays, for the most part, we'll do family prayer all together. Um, so we usually do like a song, and then we do like prayer requests, and then we go into like deep prayer, and then we end with. Um, benediction all of that it's like a mini church service with my family Mm -hmm. it's great um but I think I I definitely want to look more into like bible study just like a a thing for our audience um as Brandy said then before she started was that everybody's quote I don't necessarily call, call it devotion um but everybody's devotional plan or you know, Bible study or, you know, the way that you connect with your higher being is different for every person. Um, And it's going to take some time for you to to develop that. Um, It's going to take prayer in order for you to develop that. It's going to take fasting in order for you to develop that and understand Um, because it's a way for you to continue to be connected with Christ, um, with God, she said, continue to be connected with God and cultivate that relationship with him, um, cultivate that relationship with God. Um, and if that's like, for example, my mom, she, every 
uh, when I was younger, it used to be the most annoying thing ever. But she wakes up at 3 o'clock on the dot and starts praying. 3 o'clock on the dot and starts praying all in that house. And I was always like, girl, just let me sleep. Please just let me sleep. (laughs) Like, I need to sleep. But what I realized as I got older was that um, if anything was on was going to happen to one of us or any and like bad bad vibe as people would say bad vibe that was around us um she would get an inkling to pray um and that was her way of staying connected with um her god mm, um, it's different for everybody exactly so yeah. like you are going to be able to develop your own routine your own communication style um with your higher being and even on the side of spirituality, you develop your own, excuse me, way of connecting with yourself. You develop your own way of connecting with, excuse me, everything that's around you. And so, for example, like my my brother, what he does is that at night, at like the weirdest hours of the night, like everybody else is sleeping, but like he's awake and like up, like bright eyed and bushy tailed. But like for him, that's a time where he spends reflecting, he spends, you know, thinking about, like, his next plan, but also connecting to, you know, what is around him in order for him to find the answers that he's looking for for that week or for that day. And so it's it's literally just make sure it's catered to you. Um, Don't think, like, yes, we're personally going to give you tips of what we do, you know, tips of what works for us, but don't take that as, oh, this is something that I have to do. Try it out, see if it, how it fits, and if it doesn't fit for you, um, try something else, you know, because whatever is going to help you cultivate that relationship with Christ, with God, that's going to work for you, and it's going to be individualized for you as with your walk with God, okay? Yeah, just to reiterate, us sharing this was just to give you guys a perspective mm-hmm. of some things that you could try if mm-hmm. you wanted to, but... It's definitely not, there's like no right or wrong way yeah. to do it. And we're not preaching to y'all. We're just sharing our experiences. Okay. On that note of sharing experiences, <laughs> I remember recently my mom telling me, um, and this connects to the fact that we see youth in our church often leaving um, and often kind of, you know, feeling as though the church is not a place for them no longer. Um, one thing that she's always encouraged me to do and is continuing to encourage me to do is as youth who are still in church, those who are still in church, church to share your story full honesty with somebody who is like kind of deciding if they should stay or not. Um, and the reason why I say that is because that's – your testimony but also the point of a testimony is to encourage another person to keep going encourage another person that hey yes the quote unquote it gets tough but to be able to sit with your fellow youth and be like hey fun fact i'm going through the same thing you're going through let's pray together let's talk about it let's develop that relationship with another which with one another in order for them to make the decision to stay in the church or not and it it does help it's hard to be honest (laughs) with certain people but it definitely does help to the max 
But yeah. So Brandy, why do you think the youth are leaving or yeah, no, leaving the church or no longer fi- finds found find a place in church? I think because it's not as appealing to them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um I think and it's a pattern too. Like you see a couple of people leave and then like a couple of more people leave and then like a good group of people leave mm-hmm. and it's like you looking around you like oh who who's left? Um so again that's that pattern of like sometimes when you see someone leave then you leave and then it's just like a pattern that trickles yeah. down. And I think that judgment too it's important that you said that you're sharing your story and the reality of what we go through. Mm. We're literally not perfect. And I think people think, even for me as a preacher's daughter, people think that there's two spectrums, right? It's either like you're perfect, you're goody two shoes, mm-hmm. or like you're like gone off the rockers. You're like there's vagabond. No, literally, there's <laughs> no in between. Mm-hmm. So people think that they're not accepted within the church. And I think that's a problem that the Haitian culture church has. and culture mm-hmm. does have. Like it's very judgmental. Um, and that's challenging for someone to walk into. Like you're not, people are more concerned with how you dress to come to church than what your soul needs. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that. that's a problem within itself. That's a whole nother thing. I could talk mm-hmm. about that for hours, <laughs> but that's, it's really a challenge and I think that is not appealing and a lot of it is not necessarily tailored because when you listen to some sermons they're not tailored to the youth not of today mm-hmm. they're tailored to the adults who need it mm-hmm. as well but it's not tailored to what the youth need what they're absorbing yeah like we're absorbing a lot so unless that changes I don't want to say I'm shocked. Mm. I'm disappointed, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, that's what it is. That's definitely what it is. I'm not surprised. That's definitely what it is. Because I think it starts off with, you know, asking questions. It starts off with, you know, hey, like, why is this the way it is? Like, why do we follow certain traditions? Like, why do we... Yeah, but there's a shame and fear in doing that. Exactly. So, like, when we're asking those questions and we're not given the answers or you know the okay to kind of explore those answers on our own Mm -hmm. you know we're kind of looked down upon and it's like you should be grateful of what you're learning because that's this is the right way and it's the only way but it's like if you think about it wherever wherever jesus went he met the people where they were he went to the woman in the well he knew that at the time that he was going that it was because she didn't want to be seen by anybody, but he went to her. And so my biggest thing is that, you know, if we are trying to preach and trying to walk like Christ, then why can't we do that for our own youth? Why can't we, you know, and I'm not saying alter what the Bible says, but Mm -hmm. I'm saying in the sense of why can't we speak the language of the youth that are of our generation, of our society, of our, you know, church, in order to help them understand what Christ's message is at the end of the day and so that's something hard watching it's like hey like I can personally try my best to explain to you you know 
the Bible, but I'm gonna explain to you the Bible the way I interpret it. That's mm-hmm. the that's the big thing. And if my interpretation of it as a youth is different than the interpretation of an elder, it's like who do you believe? And then also like who can that youth who is exploring trust and like ask questions, find those answers to in order to certify what they know is the truth. Because at the end of the day, if you're able to look into yourself and able to spend time with God and like develop that relationship, you'll find the answers you're looking for. And I guarantee you majority of the time you'll find it in places that you never even thought you would find them in. And so a lot of what the church is doing is that I feel like they're in a way trying to tell us that the only way we will find these answers is in the elders hands, but it's not, that's not the case for real. So that's hard. I feel like all, this whole episode, all I've been saying is that it's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's hard because it's it is hard, hard out hard. here. It's, it's hard really hard to be a Christian out here. It's hard. One we have a um, <laughs> one of our friends, Alexa. Um, every time we see her and like every time we talk to her, um, we always talk about <laughs> our path with like our path in life, <laughs> and we always say, you know, when you're like, we're really going through it and like we're really struggling, we always say like, wow, my path is full of rocks. My f- path is full of sticks. Um, I can't see it sometimes, <laughs> but it's like you know it's there. It's there. <laughs> it's there no matter what. And it's basically, you know, our way of reminding each other um, that although sometimes you can't see, sometimes you don't feel the path or that you're going in the right direction, that there, that God is always there, you know. Mm-hmm. You may be stumbling. You yeah. may be tripping. You may be on your face. Trying you to may get up. be crawling, but there is a path. Yep, <laughs> and you're you're on it. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, wow. Are there any last words, second words, third words that you want to say to the people, Brandy? I think the only thing I want to leave you all with is, you know, to end season one, Jude. I think we should both share our. Our favorite Bible verse. I'm going to go first. (laughs) (laughs) I just said, you can go ahead. (laughs) So my favorite Bible verse is Philippians 4, verse 13. Yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Amen. Um, That will forever be my favorite verse. That will forever be a verse in my heart. Um, At first, it was because it was really easy to remember. (laughs) But it really has become a verse that's embedded in you know in me and has definitely be been that reminder of even there's some there's something beyond this world that's helping me you know reach where I want to slash reach reach where I need to be at all times you know when they say there's a reason quote unquote for everything you know I think that verse really speaks to that that through it all like no matter what i can do it all if i have christ within it Mm -hmm. okay yours mine's actually isn't a verse it's a whole chapter um psalm 23 the lord is my shepherd i shall shall not not yep that (laughs) that whole chapter um my grandmother from an early age she was like if there's one thing that i want you guys to know out of the bible 
it's that chapter. Mm. So memorize it. And I was like, why is she making us memorize <laughs> it? And I recite it all the time. Like there are specific key verses in that entire chapter that really get me through a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I really shall not forget. Like I, there's so much power yeah. in the words that mm-hmm. are spoken. Yeah. Um, and I love the ending of the chapter. Surely the goodness, goodness of the me. Lord will follow me all the days of my life and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. I'm going to just leave that there. Um, they, speak, they speak power. It's power. And yeah. it's the power behind it, knowing that, you know, God is at the center of those words. That's the power that we feel. Yeah. And I think, too, like, especially, like, in the middle, like, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of darkness. I also know you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just a reminder. His rod and his staff are going to come for you. Me. You're going to be okay. Prepare the table. <laughs> Before me, the presence of my enemies. My cup overflows. <laughs> Ooh, lo, lo, lo. All right, we're done. <laughs> but no, seriously, um, it, this was a definite great way to kind of wrap up and solidify what we, as to, you know, young professionals believe in and that what is at the core of who we are. Um, I just want to keep reiterating the fact that if you necessarily don't follow or don't believe in or what, regardless of your background or what you believe in, you can always find something to laugh about, something to cry about (laughs) and something to connect with on our podcast. Um, I'm trying so hard not to cry right now. Yo, I feel like crying too. I, was like, <laughs> I feel oh. like crying too. And I was like, Randy's second tears. And it's because in. I think like <laughs> the tears are coming. It's because, you know, not only this episode itself is really hard and like really like thing to talk about, but like the journey that we've been through with just this season. And I say it again, like the support that we've received from you all have been amazing and just goes to show that um, our experiences are also your experiences. And when you hear us giggling or when you hear us laughing or when you hear us, you know, on the verge of tears, you know, you feel that too. And that that's honestly all that we wanted to do. Really wanted to connect with and get people connected with each other. And I think, too, like, even if y'all, if, if this episode touched you in any way, I'm not going to do an altar call or anything, but <laughs> if this episode touched you in any way, like, really don't be afraid to reach out to us. Yeah. Like, on Instagram, Twitter, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. If you're looking for Please a church that you want to visit mm-hmm. and you're in the Boston area, we got you. Yeah. We got you. We definitely do. We definitely do. Um, Wow. Like once again but thank y'all for rocking thank with you us for the support um we're, we're gonna take a little hiatus but <laughs> while we're gone like every single day remember that whatever you're going through whatever yep. tests and trials that are you're it's coming happening. your way mm-hmm. um life, life is gonna go on. go on mm-hmm. with god yep and that's what we want to leave you guys with four facts just a plug not even a plug but 
help us get to 200 followers on Instagram. If you listened to this episode and you loved it, you liked it, you kind of said, um, I don't know what they're talking about, share with a friend, tell your friend to follow us, and tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend to follow us. <laughs> and you never know. We might release something if we see 200 followers, but you got to help us get there. Yes, we have a lot of surprises <laughs> in the works. So but. stay tuned. Okay.